1: Hello everyone, welcome back to Wrath and Glory Under the Steel Sky. I am William Orshani, and I am your Game Master Storyteller for this Warhammer 40k Wrath and Glory campaign. And joining me today, we have Julia.
2: Hi, I'm Julia, and I will be playing Lorwell Fire, the Eldari Corsair.
1: And Sen? I'm Sen. Oh, and also, what is your objective? Oh, oh yes. Right. <laughs> hey, you got it. I'm, I'm getting into the hang of this. Fifteen <laughs> episodes
3: of
4: Yeah, it's the last one. You'll do it right oh, on time. <laughs>
2: My object- objective today is unfavorably compare another species' culture, art, or technology to your own. AKA talking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm Sen, and I'm playing Saris Artinos, Inquisitorial Interrogator.
2: Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an Eldari Ranger now. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. Uh, and my
0: goal is to cleanse the filth of the enemy with holy
5: flame. I'm going to start calling you Loroel well Rick <laughs> Uh And Mara?
4: Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Tina Orc Pilot. And my goal is, is. something. Let me look. Ooh! Solve a problem with the sage knowledge that Picker is better.
6: <laughs> That's a new one.
1: Yeah, it's not one that relates to either Gork or Mork.
4: I know. Look at that! Who knew there were other ones? Who do?
1: Uh, and Jeremy,
7: I am Jeremy. I am playing Remy Mira. Um, he's Remy. Uh use gang slang invented or real. Yep. Uh right. yes,
0: that's one of my favorites.
7: Figure well, out some slimy.
0: Oh, uh, the Flirt. implication there being that it's invented or real in universe. Right. So you just invent <laughs> some random gang slang in universe and nobody knows.
1: Uh, trying to make uh, it a thing
5: and then gaslight them all into thinking that this has always been a
6: thing. <laughs> And Holly? Uh, Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Blair Hart, Danger Scum. And, oh, I don't usually roll that low on objectives. Verbally estimate the black market value of an item or person.
1: You're in the right place to do that, considering. Uh, And Jack? Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Aristarchus Dactyl,
5: who is a tech adept of the adeptus mechanicus and my objective is find some earplugs so i can't hear the false hydra sing
3: <laughs> i mean sorry, commune what? with a machine tomorrow night.
1: <laughs> i'm sure
6: there's a machine
1: spirit around here i can commune with uh, and as you as you may have heard um... Our characters have ascended to the next tier of the game. They have undergone uh, some various different things that will be reflected probably partway through the session. They probably won't they won't see that until a little bit of events have passed and there has been a little bit of a time jump. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Black also, Black lives, lives Matter, trans rights are human rights. Uh, eat the rich. Uh, my God, this country is coming apart at the seams. Uh, and this stream may or may not be powered by SirenShape, depending.
5: And we ride. support the Writers Guild. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. I still
0: don't know what's going, going on with all that,
5: So. What was that Sam?
0: So I still don't know what's going on with the writers' strike. I have no idea why why the writers' strike it's, is happening again.
7: They're striking because studios are awful and refusing uh, to, to negotiate are contracts Studios are having with
5: record them. profits and not being willing to pay anybody.
7: Yeah, writer salaries <laughs> have gone down. Mostly, it relates. To, well, this isn't all of it, but a big portion of it is that the studios. There were certain things that the studios were not willing to come to the table on, which include things like AI writing. Yeah. So yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
4: You can only get this kind of chaos from a real human. The,
0: the, yep. The problem with AI writing is that it can only produce what you put into it. Ergo, all move, all AI writing will eventually be the same movie. You're not wrong, but it,
7: they're it's, it's supplementing and right. Yeah, coming up with the, ideas because AI can legitimately come up with ideas for stuff.
5: Right. They can remix stuff and then. Yes they'll fob it off on a writer and say, hey, can we pay you three pennies in order to punch this up? Yep. As opposed to just saying, hey, can you just write us a fucking script?
7: And all of the
5: problems inherent
7: in the fact that AI is taking it from ideas that it's been fed, so mm-hmm. it's somebody else's ideas anyways. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they're streaming residuals they weren't willing to budge on and... A whole bunch staffing, mandatory like staffing issues, and
1: yeah, basically, big companies are not willing to negotiate on contracts, and so the writers are like, "Yeah, fuck you, then." We will strike. Anyways, we'll strike like the French. We no, no like one strikes French.
0: like the French. <laughs> You're not striking like the French unless half a city, bo- half a city block's been
1: burned down. And and furniture has been thrown through someone's window.
0: And more than one guillotine has been paraded out.
1: That's what we're waiting on. Hmm. Uh, But when last we left our agents uh, they had
7: for defense.
1: (laughs) They had split across uh, three different lines of action. If I'm recalling correctly, yes. Um, there was the group of Saras and and Blair heading to the the party at the uh, at the planetary governor's manor uh, to try and investigate and find potential leads and signs of the other inquisitorial agent on planet, uh, as well as negotiate for a meeting between the planetary governor and the kindred of the doomed. Uh, led uh, uh, trading envoy led by Imahudi on the planet already uh, there was the group headed down to the Dig Tinka tribe I believe yes which consisted of Tina and uh, I want to say Aristarchus and Remy
4: sounds right
1: believe so and then, there was Laure- Well who went off to meet with an old friend. So, so we will begin at the party where we left off. Uh, as the two of you have been introduced and find yourselves in the uh,
7: presence,
1: of, the presence of a large foyer that is acting as sort of the central room of this massive party uh there are dignitaries and nobles and uh various people of differing levels of import all around sharing gossip and food while uh, the somewhat more important people sort of gather around the large throne at the far end of the room where the planetary governor is speaking to those who would come to ask questions of the ruler of the planet um based on everything that you know of this of this planetary governor from all the information that you've gathered either as an inquisition agent or having grown up on this planet um the planetary governor the current planetary governor in any case Lorik Ferrum, is shall we say a prime example of imperial aristocracy and inbreeding in that you're pretty certain they are basically a figurehead that the other houses use to their own gain, and they're only really concerned with making sure their life is as lavish as possible um, at least as far as, your, okay. as far as your information goes yeah
6: was one of our goals to gain an audience with the governor?
1: Well, Generally, uh, one of okay, the things you were looking for remember. was to get an audience with the governor so that you could uh, petition on behalf of EMA to try and get an audience for trade negotiations.
0: Yeah. Um, I would like to start off by... I'm actually going to wait on trying to approach the governor at all and said I would like to investigate around um, and basically, I want to try to um gather as much information as I can about the governor from the people that are here. The people that will let, we should be able to get more direct information on it. Um, the situation amongst the houses and sort of like how the how the governor is currently sitting amongst the uh, the the houses the, the 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 noble houses of the planet. Um, and, and in that process, see if I can gather an idea of where I might look, or, you know, if there's any evidence of my fellow inquisitorial agent. Um, and basically, I want to wait until... I, I'm, I'm trying to gather information for a while until the governor has had plenty of time to get comfortable and have drinks before I would make an approach, because I would like the governor to be a little bit uh in uh, slightly inebriated before I want to try to talk to them, basically
3: mm-hmm.
1: go ahead and roll me investigation. Right. just to cover ground in the in the general party atmosphere.
0: I have seven dice for this. Let's watch it fail
4: Oh dead
0: Hang on. if it'll roll. If it'll even roll, the Come
3: API on, might no, need
1: to be me. restarted. Hang on.
0: Yeah, it's not rolling at all.
1: Hang on. Let me give it a test on my end just to confirm that the API is busted.
0: API issues.
1: Yeah. Always a okay. great time.
3: All right, uh, I'm
1: gonna restart the API sandbox. <laughs> API scripts. Restart API sandbox. Yeah. Okay. Try again. I will reload the page and try again. Yeah, reload and try again. Everyone will have to reload. you just click on this amble and roll a strength check. Okay, it should be working now. Yay.
0: Investigation.
1: There we go. Wait. Four successes. So you sort of begin to canvas the area and gather information on hand. Um, and as you you sort of look around you learn that there are representatives of every uh, (laughs) noble house of of all the ten main noble houses uh, and several smaller ones um, uh, in presence uh, around this party and you sort of get the feel that the governor's standing is likely at least a little bit reflected by who the noble house has sent to attend. Um, you sort of, you, the fact that, um, house Tandris has only sent probably one of their higher up like guards and military agents and not anyone like actually in the family Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that Lord Malton Tandris apparently doesn't have much family at this point, but also just, like, no one seemingly even in Tandris' personal retinue is here. It's just one of his, like, whichever of his guards could be saddled with the job for the day. Um, that sort of says that you don't think that Lord Tandris thinks very high of this governor at the moment. Um, but as you look around, um, obviously, of House Farum, the governor is here. Yeah. Um, of House Richter, uh, um, there is a relatively high speaking envoy. Um, there is one of the, uh, as you sort of gather around and learn of gossip, because everyone's being announced and there are people talking everywhere about who's who and who's here. Um, you learn that House Richter has sent um, one of their cousins, uh, someone who is in the family, not necessarily super close but definitely not just a random nobody from their house, um, who is here to talk shop with anyone who might have any particular business deals that need to get brought up. Um, uh, the uh, House Hawkmere um, very similarly to House Tandris, has sent whoever was available and could be saddled with a job they didn't feel like doing. Um, uh, and as far as you gather, House Hawkmere tends to involve more of the Imperial Navy, where House Tandris has a lot of the, you know, military uh, acumen. Um, there is a tech priest in presence as an envoy from House Webberd. Not even a member of House Webberd, just a member of the Mechanicus that they could rope into this. Um, And you understand that House Webberd has strong ties with the Mechanicus in general, and they seem to have flunked this off on one of them. So am I
0: I gathering that
1: nobody really thinks highly of the governor as far as the Noble Houses are concerned? So there are four houses that I've actually sent sorry five houses that have sent of the, like you get about half of them are either are either I- indifferent to disliking and half of them do seem to have sent rather more impressive envoys. um one of the higher ranking priests in the ecclesiarchy from house Stoburn um is in attendance um doing a little bit of proselytizing talking to people um House Valenwyn has actually sent one of the house's daughters, like actually the daughter of the head of the house. Um, uh, house Alinon um, has sent uh, a um, uh, like actually the head of House Alinon is here um, and is speaking with the governor personally, um, sort of like leaning leaning behind him and sort of whispering into his ear occasionally. Um house Vasseron has sent uh again their son, their, their firstborn son into the party as well. Uh and as you look around, um you're not certain where the envoy of House Ganto is until you hear arriving fashionably late, the uh the person at the door announcing Arriving envoy of House Ganto with her entourage, daughter of the house of daughter of the family, Nairi's ganto
0: Which house was House Ganto again?
1: Uh, it's a House of Socialites. Um, it is known for being party goers. A lot of them, they, they handle a lot of the social scene uh, across the Hive. Um, and Nyri's uh her name has come up quite a bit as a spire hunter that you've heard about,
0: right? And she was not connected to was she connected to the daughter of um, House? Yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yes, yeah. she was rival. like the rival, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. She was considered she was considered a rival, yes. And that's not the house that Blair's from, is it?
6: It is the house. It is that the house Blair's... that Blair's from. Okay. Yeah, uh, Saris does not know that yet, though.
0: What? You told me, you told me what. House.
6: Uh, she told you that she had history. Oh, with okay, that okay, house.
5: Okay, okay. I was gonna say, I think Aristarchus is yeah. the only one that knows, yeah,
6: yeah, right yeah. Aristarchus yeah. is the only one that knows, uh huh, right. yeah. No, the way at that announcement, yeah, Blair, every muscle tenses in her body and her, her head snaps towards that direction.
1: And yeah, you see entering the room, uh, dressed in bright yellow, uh, and crimson. Uh, a, a squad of individuals moving in, moving in a unit, uh, and at their center is Nairi's Gento. Uh, dark, dark brown skin, uh, hair pulled back into a like a high bun, uh, with this sort of like long aristocratic features uh, and the sort of like constantly upturned nose to everything around her, dressed in this elaborate dress that has like very form form hugging and shows off every single bit of her figure um and has like the, the high collar that like reaches up all the way up to the neck and flares out around the around the sides. Um uh and for all to see she very much has an an ornate um energy pistol on one on one hip and a dueling sword on the other. Uh
7: of note, Shani, By the way, you are echoing a little bit.
1: Probably speaking too loudly and getting picked up on Holly's mic. <laughs>
6: Sorry.
7: Possibly, but uh, her her window isn't lighting up. That's yeah. the only reason I mentioned it because I know there was not a huge way to fix that.
0: I'm hearing some. I'm hearing the echo too, so I know it's. I don't think it's my mic.
1: Yeah, I was hearing a little bit, but I don't know where it's coming from. And
0: actually, so, I might...
6: am hearing an echo from you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Just, okay. uh, I think it might be a know. digital echo because, from what I can tell, because I've also seen a bit of like, like, a data lag from you as well.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, you bet there was a little bit of like,
1: I don't know if there's here. anything I can really do about I was that. I wasn't sure if
7: it was roboting or sound gate.
0: Uh, if somebody, uh, I don't know if somebody's torrenting something for you, but no,
1: I don't
3: think so. Uh, but
1: yeah and you you do see and you see again Nyri's and her and her entourage um present as they enter
6: she just watches her from a distance for now she's not approaching yet
0: um all right yeah so I'll, i will i will vaguely converse con- converse here and there uh, around the party for a while. Um trying to keep Blair near me if possible. Oh know
6: Blair no, Blair's looking oh. out for Sarah yeah, Scout. Okay. Blair's staying close to you. Yeah.
0: Um and gathering
1: um, and them, as 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 you sort of gather information in general about the Inquisitor or the Inquisition agent. Yeah yeah. Um uh, you gather that they are not present at the party.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there is a lot of rumor about them sort of circulating around um, there right. definitely appears to be you know there's some, some, some whispers going around I've heard there are agents of the Inquisition on planets no there couldn't possibly be there's no way and this is just sort of going back and forth and the, the key notes that you pick up sort of listening in over various conversations that you pass by um, is that uh this inquisit this inquisition agent has been operating relatively openly uh at least as far as their reputation and name has been going they haven't been like disguising themselves as non-inquisition agents um uh and they have been mostly operating through go-betweens using their inquisitorial access they haven't really been meeting people personally Am I uh,
0: able to get the identity or contact
1: for any of those go-betweens? Um, you get some from what you've sort of heard. Um, the most recent contact that they have had has been with House Vasseron and House Alinon.
0: Um, both of those are people that seem to have sent
1: uh, highly regarded individuals to the thing, right? Yes. In fact, House Alanon has the literal head of house here. Um Jackson Alanon is here.
0: I wouldn't want to speak with him then. The Al Alaron, who did they send?
1: House Vassaron um sent uh their son. Uh the the son of the heads of the family. Um uh Darren Alaron uh, Vassaron. uh, Darren Vassaron is, uh, is present.
0: Okay, um, I would try to, I wouldn't want to try to speak to a head of the house yet. I would try to speak with the son of the Vassaron if possible. Yeah.
3: So
1: you make your way over to where the gossip is telling you that Darren Vassaron is present and, uh, As you approach, um, you get the sense of this person's presentation as you approach. Um, They have... uh, To put it bluntly, they have all of the ostentation and presentation of new money trying to find their place. Uh, And as you sort of gather gossip and information... Uh, it is understood that House Vasseron is a very recent addition to the High Noble Houses of, uh, of uh, Pharaoh Tenebris. Um, uh, very recently having risen up through the, the ranks of Noble Houses, and for no particular purpose. Like, most of the Ten Noble Houses have something they specialize in, some facet of Imperial life that they are have their claws in deepest and have their presence most felt in. Uh, Richter are merchants, Skento are socialites, Tandras is military, Hawkmere is navy, etc., etc., etc. House Vasseron are nobles who are nobles. It's sort of like the Kardashians. They are famous for being famous. Does that to to me?
0: Does that read more as? they are famous for being, they're like influencers or something like that, or does it read more to me like they are Imperial Intelligence?
1: Um, of anyone that would strike you as an intelligence gathering, it would be House Alenon. Alenon um, rather than Vassaron? They seem to be the ones who were listening, have their ears to the ground, and spread most of the information and gather most of it as far as you can tell. <laughs> um, but House Vasseron definitely has that feel of Someone up and coming trying to make a name for themselves. Gotcha.
3: <clears throat> so yeah, but so not would... having
1: found their niche yet.
0: So yeah, I would approach with the uh, with uh the uh road trader banner. Full view behind me with Luth Blair carrying it. Uh what was the name again? Uh Darren Vassaron. And this isn't like a masquerade, right? This is everyone's face. No, this is this is fairly
1: open, open area.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll. does it seem like he's being mobbed by people or does it seem like he's more drifting through conversation to conversation kind of situation?
1: Uh, he definitely appears to be. Um, he seems to talk with a, a handful of people at a time and then separate himself to find a different crowd. And he's sort of like, yes, it's been lovely talking to you. Oh, oh excuse me. And sort of find someone else to to talk to and and get involved with so i will I will try to sort of
0: intercept on one of his on one of his like step away portions where he's like he's breaking off conversation with one person and beginning to head into another direction no. uh but what would be would it
1: be lord would be a normal the the title for a noble or yeah, Lord. Lord is a pretty solid. Like, if you don't know their exact title, Lord is always good. Uh, Lord Vasseron. If I may. Uh, and he sort of, as he sort of, as you sort of like trying to break away from one particular group of socialites, he sort of turns and looks as you call his name. Ah, yes. Uh, hello. Um, I don't believe we've
0: met. Sarah Sartino's envoy to Rogue Trader Eckhart.
1: I say, holy god, offering a hand. And you see his 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 expression sort of lights up as he processes that this is an envoy of a rogue trader. He says, "Ah, yes, of course." Uh, Darren Vasseron, son of House das- of House Vasseron, happy to speak with you. So as he shakes your hand, pleasure. I'm quite
0: curious. Uh, my my uh, master has a bit of a firm grasp on the goings on of all the noble houses here on the planet. However, House Vasseron has. ...fairly recently been something of an enigma... ...was hoping to get to know you... ...have a couple of drinks if you wouldn't mind.
1: Uh, yes, of course. It's always wonderful to... uh, ...make contact with... ...all of the people of the galaxy as a whole. Uh, It's... ...can't help to... ...can't help to, uh... ...get to know people some more.
0: Exactly my thoughts. Shall we have a few drinks and converse?
1: Certainly, certainly. Please, um... And he sort of he reaches out as a as a waiter like walking by with a tray of drinks and just grabs a couple of of uh, of uh, like tall fluted wine glasses, uh, goblets and just hands one to you. Uh,
0: while he's turned away, I'm going to very quickly turn to Blair, mm-hmm. uh, and just w- and lean over to whisper, "Keep an eye if anything seems odd."
6: With him or in general? With him specifically. All right.
0: Ah, and then turn back to accept the drink. So, you'll have to tell me. I've been, as I said, we're familiar with most of the the noble houses here, but we're not actually certain what all your family does. What what sort of things do you have your hands in these days, sir? Oh Oh, well. The
7: absolute shade of it all. <laughs>
0: what I'm, I'm trying to give him a I'm trying My to, give him God. A to brag,
7: all right? You you are, but you also just fucking read him.
1: <laughs> uh and he sort of he sort of nods and you can you can see he is like Feigning um, ignorance of the insult, but he's very clearly been aware of the slight. Um, but he, uh, of course, um, the uh, House Vasseron doesn't like to uh, tie itself down to any one industry, as failings within it can bring, well, as they say, uh, sink the entire uh, ship, as it were, and they'd like to be aboard several um and so they we've been making uh headway and contacts in every field that we can to store up supplies and uh find deficiencies and and improve upon
0: ah yes something of a um oh god this is as, as i lose as i lose terminology in my brain um
4: renaissance
0: no uh no uh the uh uh, uh coordinating like ch- truck like f- truck fleets and things like that and logistics, logistics. Mm. thank you yeah thank you ah something of a logistical bent then
1: yes uh my father in particular has a keen head for uh numbers and uh organization uh it's served us very well in our in our rise into the important heights of the noble families and our contacts among each and every one of the other noble houses are to be valued and treasured
0: yes no i can see that it's very impressive that uh, such a uh unspecialized but widespread approach has been so successful for you uh sounds to me like you must have a great many contacts all throughout this all throughout the planet
1: Oh, certainly. Uh, rather disparate all things together, but uh, I wouldn't say that our network is as close-knit as those of, say, House al but we do have uh, irons and a lot of fires, as it were. Well, as it, as
0: it so happens, my uh, master is looking at potentially large uh, financial obligations that would require a bit of... A bit of logistical assistance in a wide variety of locations and avenues. Would you care to? So, uh, would you care to give me the the pitch, as it were, the elevator pitch, as it were?
1: Uh certainly. Um, and as this guy tries to sell you on basically just knowing people, right? Uh, he's trying. He, he's, <laughs> he, is, he is. He is basically setting himself up as a fixer. Okay. Uh the, the the kind of person who knows things and people. Um uh, but as he tries to make that sales pitch, um we're going to transition over uh to yeah. our underhive group. As uh as yeah. Tina, Aristarchus, and Remy are uh, making their way down to the uh to the bottom floor of the of the hive.
3: Yep. And, and just for
5: the players recollection, since it's been a week, uh it, we are looking to see if they can point us in the direction of where these gene stealers came from, or we're looking for
4: Yes. Tina wants to talk are to you. Are we him.
5: looking for the Mortis Veritas? Okay.
7: No, yeah, okay. we're looking for.
4: Tina wants to talk for... to to Naf, uh, who has uh, a rocket pack and therefore can move around and see a lot more of the of the area than she can. So we'll see if he's seen anything.
1: And yeah, the uh, generally hey. looking for uh, some of the information that might be helpful for finding the Gene Steeler cultists who yep. have been putting pressure on. Uh, on Mortis Veritas. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I think well, the, Tina. The, I
5: think we're going to let you. I think take the potential
1: goal was in. to. I I believe the potential goal was to have the orcs, like set the Gene Steelers up as an enemy for the orcs to fight.
3: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, uh, Tina, you're pretty good at. Uh, so I feel like. I'm going to stick behind and keep an eye on things and make sure it's all running well, but I'm going to let you and Remy uh, be in charge of talking.
4: Okay.
7: You're going to take the lead. All
5: off. right. Mm-hmm.
7: You're All right. If I go in there, I'm going to start talking like I would be talking to anyone up there. That's not gonna go well.
4: Well, I mean you help
7: I will step in, obviously, and, and and help you out, but
4: that's fair. You and I talk great, but I, I'm a little weird, so
7: you'll be fine.
4: All right. In worst case you-
7: we just fight our way out, right?
4: That's, that's not the joke. worst. That's not the worst case.
5: That was a joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, jokes are kind of, weird. Worst case, you do. Uh, we all end that's up like dead case. under or- orc weapons, I think, will be worst case. Hmm?
7: Yes. That would be in the non joke version. The worst case. Well, actually, no. Worst go, case than walk. that Just be... yes, we're walking. Because <laughs> I knew where that was about
3: to go. <laughs>
5: Somehow this gun that I have is a magical key to the entire like structural stability of the hive and the orcs grab it and because they think it's a key hard enough. They just shove it in a random uh, hole somewhere and the entire hive collapses.
4: Have you told Tina this?
5: No. (laughs) Okay.
4: Good. Probably a good plan. (laughs) She believes very hard.
3: Yes, she does. This is
7: going to go great, y'all
4: be fine. You're with me. I'm big now. We're fine.
1: <laughs> so, the uh, the group of you make your way uh, to the Dig Tinket tribe. Having been there before, you sort of know the ideal route of paths and elevators to sort of try and find your way around. Mm-hmm. Um, you eventually... Arrive uh, at the sort of like the, as those ramshackle fortifications that make up the exterior of the Big Tinket tribe's uh, home base. Um, and uh, since the death of Bark Goffgob uh, and uh, all of his nonsense, uh, it seems like Tina's reputation has uh, risen a bit. Uh, as uh, when Dregbonk, the, uh, the the boy who's on guard duty at the gate uh looks up as you as you arrive like ah tina you're back and he sort of shouts over her shoulder Hi lads tina's back and uh,
3: there's
1: a there's a there's a cheer that goes up uh throughout
5: aristarchus gives tina somewhere between three and seven thumbs up
4: Mm. excellent excellent I have made sure that my armor is as tall as it possibly can be any sort of hydraulic things or like at maximum etc cetera, etc cetera.
5: we have also glued some cinder blocks to the bottoms of the sh- the boots
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I would do that yeah <laughs> <If we can. laughs>
5: uh, amazing what you can accomplish with a couple of cinder blocks laid sideways and a whole bunch of zip ties hmm
4: <laughs> all those platform shoes. Yeah, it's gonna be the nat- latest greatest craze.
3: uh
7: We're all gonna die <laughs> <laughs>
4: eventually.
0: There's one orc that just has the cinder blocks. Is it-
4: Everyone eventually dies. Edric hey, Buck uh, is 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 uh Naf around.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh I think Naf's out by the training ground. You know his whole thing, yeah, whole regimentation thing that NAF does. You know, yeah, training, organizing, kind of thing. Yeah, NAF's all about that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's out by the training yard.
4: Yeah, okay, I'm going in. They're with me. Point back at the other two who are
3: presumably where with her.
1: <laughs> right, right, different ones than last time. You've got lots of uh, little pet things, don't you? Uh huh. Oh, that's uh, certainly a way to look at it. And mm. there's Minion. Hi, Minion. How you doing?
3: Hi, boys.
5: Question for you, Tina. Does Naf uh, wear glasses by any chance? Uh,
4: yeah. Sometimes when he's flying, he goes really mm-hmm. fast, and you need, she pulls down her own sort of. Got, you don't want to get something sharp in there.
5: Ah, yes. Yeah, you really, know that. That would make sense, yeah.
4: Uh-huh. All right, just, just curious. Put goggles back on, forehead. Right, this way.
1: So you uh, walk the group over to what is uh, generously titled the training yard, uh, where there are, which is basically just a wide open space, and there are piles of scrap that have been roughly constructed into vaguely humanoid shapes mm-hmm. um with uh like scraps of metal or just like signboards with stuff painted on them. Yep. Uh and you can as you as you walk over, you see uh Naf sort of like stomping forward in sort of this like orcish imitation of an army march, uh with like uh like pistol in one hand and axe in the other as he like stomps uh towards one particular bit of uh, uh, of of training dummy that is like particularly large, made out of like iron bars and rebar, with like a big like scrap metal sign where where a face would be, with like a crude blue painted uh, helmet on on the on the on the, uh, the, the the face of the of the scrap metal, and just the big red letters that say BK underneath. <laughs> Um, as he sort of stomps three, two, one, chop! And swings the, the chopper with what looks like the standard orcish degree of abandon, but to Tina it looks very like stuffy and organized by, by mm-hmm. typical orcish standards. But uh, And he, he seems to just be sort of marching around hitting things basically as his idea of training.
4: Hey, Naf! I will interrupt.
1: sort of turns stops spins on his heel with the best orky approximation of of, of uh of I duck precision. <laughs> you you see yeah the the uh the 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 wing on on his jetpack which is a looks like a series of rockets strapped to his back uh, all sort of strapped together there's like three different thrusters that are all like <laughs> lumped together that look like what would normally be rocket ordnance like Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the fins almost hits you in the head as you duck.
3: (laughs) Pop
4: back up.
1: Ah, Tina. Good to see ya. What can I help you with?
4: Ah! I was actually wondering if you had seen, um... Oh, goodness. Terms. Uh... Weird. Okay. Uh, how would I describe this? What is this again? The... Is it gene stealers? Yeah. Uh
0: mutants.
4: Yeah. Mutants.
5: seen some weird muties. Aristarchus is looking for some scrap wire on the ground anywhere. If he can. Oh, it's just... fucking everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. Alright. He's 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 grabbed some scrap wire and is is making something.
7: Okay. It's a bomb. I'm watching warily.
4: Have you seen uh when you're flying around down here you 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 kind of notice when things go weird or different. Have you seen any groups that they're called gene stealers uh and she'll go on to describe it as best she can
1: mm. in... right right weird moody muies with good bits
4: uh-huh <clears> the <throat> nasty is good fight fighting, but mm. uh.
1: Has yeah. I seen Gribbly bits, Yumi's... Mm. He sort of, like, puts a, a, a hand to his chin and sort of scratches as he tries to think for, for a second. Mm. Ah, wait. No, not there. Uh, wait, yes. Yes, yes, I has seen something like that. Where? Where's I seen it? Right! Um, there's... There's a... Uh, what what do you call it? Uh, there's a tunnel. Tunnel systems. Uh, huh? That, that exist down here. Go even beneath the ground. Well. Even deeper than the rest of this place. And uh,
4: I thought we were at the ground.
1: Yeah, but these go under the ground. And uh, last I saw them they uh i saw one of them coming out of one of these tunnels that said adoration
4: adoration
1: adoration wearing
5: i think uh, aristarchus is going to step forward and he has taken these wire and Crafted an orc-sized set of glasses frames. Tina, <laughs> have him put these on his face. You wait, oh! It makes it makes your brain work better. Remember, you you know how smart people always wear glasses.
4: Yeah. Oh. Give, oh. give him
5: these, and it'll help him remember better. Because then he'll be a smart person. You understand?
4: Here, <laughs> pass over the glasses. This is a it's a humy thing when they wear these, it makes them smarter. Probably, it'll definitely you know, uh, it, it'll make you, like, twice as smart. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh, or no. Aristarchus has Orc entered belief. his experimental stage. <clears throat> yes, yeah. okay. this is gonna work. Tina, I need you to roll me a uh, persuasion check with your strength.
4: Excellent. Persuasion with strength. I have nine dice in this. There you go. That is three with a complication. Would you like to, you to rest rest in the roll? roll? Uh, sure. Why not? This is important. Nine.
1: <laughs> nine
0: with <laughs> a complication.
1: Tina uh, believes. <laughs> so, do you do you have a complication in mind? Um. He gets too smart. He, he
4: I don't know, they all need glasses. Um <laughs> Oh no. Possibly he's not got that that, you know, uh Middle grade movie thing where if you uh, have lost your lucky charm at the baseball game, then you are going to fail at it until someone you know convinces you that you had you it in you all along. Okay,
5: so we're going with. So wait, you're saying these glasses have turned into Dumbo's
1: feather? Yes. <laughs> or, or, or or so so we're saying we're saying that perhaps Naf has gotten a little too attached to these glasses. Yes uh-huh um uh so through the power of orc belief yes. uh and your ability to convince uh naff of the efficacy of these shades uh oh there's naff no where... lenses it's literally just wire. it's just the wire <laughs> <laughs> uh he, he puts the wire frames on they they're they're like they they so, I orc look real, eyes are real, very... Real are...
4: distinguished.
1: So, or- orc eyes are typically relatively small compared to their heads and relatively inset. So, it does that thing where the, the frames are here, and then the, the two wires that go around the ears bend out like this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the way
0: out here. And for some reason, his eyes get bigger as if there were lenses
1: in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> they look bigger. I don't know if they are bigger, but they look bigger, despite the fact that there's no lens.
0: You look real distinguished now. Like he's getting the he's getting the he's getting the big eye effect that lenses give, but with no lenses. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh and he sort of puts them up. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. All right. So as I was saying, there's a sign that says adjuration wearing. Something like that. Um that is about twelve Rocket jumps northwest. Yes, northwest. Uh, he knows that northwest way. Now.
0: Oh, God, what have we done? He has the ability <laughs> to grasp directions.
3: That <laughs> way. Excellent.
5: Look, I'm just amazed he hasn't, like, started speaking with a French accent, okay? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now I want to play an orc whose personality changes based on whether or not he's wearing various His glasses,
5: right? Yeah, no, it's perfect.
1: So, uh, if you take so about, yeah, about 12 rocket jumps, uh, in that direction, uh, you'll see, uh, the sign, uh, it's got a big, like, circly symbol where it says adoration warning, uh, and then, uh, the, uh, uh, Radiation warning. Yes, yes, we, yes. We
6: we got oh,
3: I got. I just got it. I did not have it before.
6: Well,
1: we got it. We know. We we know. You did.
3: <laughs> um,
1: and uh, and there is this like big old steel door with like some techno watts, uh, some mm. real mech stuff that's like real complicated round the door frame. Mm. And you find that and they're tun- they're, that door goes down into the tunnels that run underneath the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. And that's where you'll find the gribbly lads.
4: See? Oh. Told you. Glasses.
1: I'm
7: gonna, I'm gonna regret asking this. Aristarchus leans is... over to
5: Remy and goes, now you see... Now we need is some anti-radiation outfits, and I think we'll be all right.
7: Uh-huh. Would you... How far is a rocket jump? I know it's a pointless question.
1: Oh, about this far, he says, as he, like, pulls a lever to his side and the rockets on his back just take off. <laughs> and he soars like a good, like, hundred feet in one direction before landing again.
7: Well, that's not far
1: then. Oh, it's about probably
7: what quarter yeah. of a mile, maybe. It's about a quarter mile. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Other than the fact that you know, we're standing near a place that has a radiation warning sign.
5: Well, I'm sure that Tina is a very intelligent individual and will make sure to reward uh, her friends and family. Uh, with the knowledge that uh, there is a large fight down in that tunnel, and she will be willing to give them first pass at it out of courtesy for gratefulness for the information that's been provided. Sorry, Tina, I didn't mean to interrupt. You were saying?
4: Yeah, so uh, we've got... uh, There's going to be a fight down there, because... some other Hume's want us to go and uh get rid of them, so we're gonna go do that. But I thought it's so close to us, and uh we haven't been in a fight in ages, so maybe with some of your cunning tactics we could infiltrate down it and just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I, I like, like how
0: quickly plan. Tina gave up on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're
7: cunning t- oh, fuck it.
0: <laughs>
7: you almost made it through the f- the whole two words.
1: <laughs> I'll go I'll go tell Gorgrod. Er and Big Mac Dig Tinkle probably really liked his plan.
4: Yeah. Uh do you want me to come with to like help convince them? Because I got this shiny new armor now and I'm real convincing.
1: I'll just tell him that you told me and don't know. Cat. I think you've got bigger jobs to do, right?
4: Well, uh, I mean, right now it's just sort of waiting for someone to come back from a party with fancy hats that I can't go to.
1: <laughs> That's the worst kind of party. I like to crash them myself.
4: I don't know. Part of The hats were kind of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, um, 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 you may want to go talk to Big Mac Dig Tinker, though, because we got some scavenging brought in that you might want to take your pick from.
3: Oh, okay. Sorry,
1: what was that name again?
0: Big (laughs) Big Mac Dig Tinker.
7: Okay. I just (laughs) wanted to make sure I heard that correct.
0: Uh, I heard Big Mac Tig Tinker, and I didn't want to comment on it. (laughs)
3: That's
5: not what I heard. (laughs) What did you hear? Something else. Ooh. I wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it with your peas. Boy.
4: Uh, right. Cool. Uh oh, and uh can you tell well, hang on. I gotta I gotta go talk to people. Okay. See ya. Thanks. Just wanders off.
1: Leaving yeah. <laughs> him go- with his glasses. naf goes off to find Gorgrod.
4: Uh, and yeah, I'll go, I'll go find, uh, Big
3: Mac.
1: Uh, I'm assuming the other two are following you.
4: I assume so. Unless
1: they, unless they, want to be, like, by themselves in the middle of the orc camp. Oh, no, I'm following,
5: uh, Tina, although, uh, he, Arya Stark is, is somewhat interested if, uh, if Naf is going to start, uh, interrupting other orcs and saying, well, actually, a lot
3: now, but, um... <laughs>
5: <laughs> but that, that research can wait for later.
3: Uh,
7: yes, absolutely follow I'm not being caught alone here <laughs> in <laughs> any situation.
4: As we were passing by, I want to see if I am assuming uh names out uh old Grotkeka is is hanging around uh where where he was last time.
1: Um, uh, but he, I he to too. He's probably going to be in the drops. Yeah. Where, where okay. The, yeah. Where you can
4: find all I want to swing by there after this.
1: Yeah. Well, that's just me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you to... make you make your way to the Big Mech Workshop.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: And Big Mech Dig Tinka is uh is like doing some welding on something very big. Uh, probably going to be some kind of big tank or something. Once he's done with it, she puts
4: the hat on because this is a fancy occasion
1: he sort of as, as you enter you, you call out and he raises up his welding his welding mask. Doesn't cut off the welding torch until after he's looked up and lifted the mask and like looked huh. over at you and then the torch yeah. cuts off.
4: Yeah, why would you do that before? Uh, hey. Uh, uh
1: he's sort of Ah, Tina, good to see you over again. I Hi. take it you've been busy.
4: Yes, we have a big fight that we can get into really close to here. Naf has been seeing, uh, what 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 was the term again? I don't remember.
1: These uh, uh <laughs> Na- Naf called them gribly gits.
4: <laughs> gribly gits, Gribbly gits. Uh, down in the tunnels underneath the ground that some other humies want us to get rid of so that we can get closer to the big fight. But this will be a big, smaller fight that we can get into.
3: Mm.
1: Eight smashed Griblies in a long time. that will yeah. be, be a right good workout. Mm. It will. Maybe. Maybe I can test out some of me inventions while eyes dare. Ooh, what you been inventing? Some right good dacca is what I've been working on. Who oh wants
4: to kind of take a look. It's very curious about this.
1: As you look over, you can see this, like, uh, large, like, mostly rectangular construction that has, like, a bunch of sparking wires and, like, like, uh, engine coils and, like, like, big, like, arcing electric wire units that ends at, like, a a vaguely barrel-shaped device with, like, a, a reaction coil on the front of it. Uh, looks like all kinds of mech whats for guns. <laughs> cool. Uh, and you sort of, yeah. I'll get all the details from Naf and Golgrodd. And we'll see what we can crump round there. It's right. time for the dig tinker tribe to do some smashing.
4: Also, can I have another buggy? <laughs> I left.
1: Ah, you lost it, the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. using luck, actually, I drove
4: it through a firefight beforehand. Yeah. Good to work. be fair.
1: using luck. We uh, picked up one of them Yumi vehicles. Haven't had time to touch it yet, so it's all yours to re- to really work on and make proper orky. Yes.
3: Uh,
1: so he sort of... He waves over and points. Um, Excellent. Which, uh, as you sort of look over, um, you see an Avacris Ridge Runner. Uh... uh Which, to to sort of look at it, Mm -hmm. it looks like, um, you know the Mako from Mass Effect? No. Okay. Um, Hang on, I actually have the similar model. I have the Achilles Ridge Runner here. One second. I can just put this in Slack for you. Cool, cool, cool. And the Wednesday crew...
5: The Mako looks like this. Mm.
4: I yeah, can't that's do that. That's it's it's got a, face focus on it. Focus. Can't.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: Excellent. It. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: So yeah, it's a it's a big like long four wheeled uh, device that uh, Wait, is a utility a vehicle. Jack, what do you have a Mako?
5: No, I drew a shitty oh, line oh. because that's all you need in order to accurately communicate what a Mako looks like. <laughs> It's a brick with
1: six wheels. And, <laughs> and a wedge so in the front. This one
4: just has four wheels, but I could put yeah, more wheels
1: on it. In this case, on. it's a brick with four wheels. Um put more so wheels on it. This, is, this is an Avacris Ridge Runner rather than an Achilles. The Achilles has all the guns on it. The Avacris just has a flare launcher baseline. Excellent. Beautiful. But you could soup it up. Oh,
4: yeah. I definitely want to put that gun that has my name on it on there.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did you say that... Is this a is this like a, a imperial vehicle? Yes, yes. Tina, it might be worth our uh, while to let me lead on uh, getting this thing modified if we have the requirements for that. Yeah. She- Just a thought. This is my sort of technology. you understand?
4: Sure. Okay, great.
1: Eh, anything you Yumi's make we orcs can improve.
4: He's okay at it.
1: How how
0: badly Uh, does Aristarchus start twitching at that?
5: (laughs) Aristarchus just gets very quiet at that.
1: (laughs) Start voicing your objections, get smashed by the Big Mac.
4: I'll show you where I keep all my supplies, and it's going to... (laughs) Take vehicle. Uh go back to her her place with all this random stuff. I had a weird question. Um uh, how much could I have a grenade in there? I promised Aristarchus a grenade to <laughs> replace the grenade that he had to use up.
1: Just roll me an influence test. I just want Excellent. to see with okay. your strength.
4: Influence with strength. Uh, five successes and a complication it's an old grenade
5: i know how this is
1: going to go yep Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. so tina you pull out a stick bomb yep which for the unaware a stick bomb is an orc grenade and it looks literally like a giant scrap metal rendition of a world war one steel hand grenades right like potato masher it
3: is, yeah it, it, it is a
1: stick hand grenade yeah uh, yes. and he and, and and tina she she just sort of picks it up out of her scrap pile and holds it out to you aristarchus grenade Emotional almost reflexively
5: grenade. he just takes it for without thinking and then looks at what he's actually
1: holding You're holding a you're holding a stick bomb. You can't see a pin.
5: Thank you very much, Gina. Would you be willing? I'm a little way down right now. Would you be willing to hold on to this for me? Uh, yeah. Right, and when I need it, I'll shout out, and you can give it to Minion as somebody, and they can run it over and hand it off if they need to.
4: Absolutely. We'll take it. Put very, it
5: in. Very appreciated.
1: You are about 70% certain, Aristarchus, that if that grenade got like the wrong jostle, it would mm-hmm. go off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm.
4: smash it. That's how you set it off.
5: Yep,
1: nope. That, that definitely
5: makes a consistent amount of sense. Mm-hmm. I put
4: it in a specific pocket so that I remember that that's Aristarchus's grenade in my pocket, not my <laughs> grenade.
1: Which you means it'll, it'll never go off until target. you give it to Aristarchus.
4: Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay.
5: Show me, show me what sort of uh, raw materials you have uh, that we might be able to uh, modify this uh, vehicle with.
4: Yeah, so Tina's going to show you, like, she, she's been collecting random bits of things uh, for ages and ages. Oh, um,
1: is any of this usable, Shani? It's all piles of random scrap. Which if certain aerials... in orc hands would probably make a deadly vehicle. But in Imperial hands it is piles of random scrap. You might be able to use them for armor plating. It's uh it's Ariel's like collection of knickknacks, but Yes, the a
4: hundred percent.
1: You won't finger the bobs, I've got lots <laughs> I think this one you
0: use for your hair. I tried it on an air grot, and it worked.
5: Aristarchus wrinkles his nose, which you can't see because it's under his uh, his face mask. <laughs> well, uh, I suppose, uh, why don't you get started? And if there's anything that I see that I might be able to help with, I'll uh, jump in and let you know.
4: Oh, I've got to talk to someone else. Um, but uh, Fair enough. You... Two should stay here and don't go outside and don't open the door. Well, there's not a door, but don't open the door to anyone. Uh, and uh, if you need help, yell very loudly.
5: I'm sure that will close. definitely help. Aristarchus will just go over the vehicle then and see if there's anything actively wrong or dangerous with it currently that he can fix. As-
1: Seems to be a perfectly functional Avacris Ridge Runner that the orc is probably going to completely mangle in their orcification.
5: Okay. (laughs) Aristarchus is going to step off to the side and try not to have a migraine. Got room for a pilot and
1: four passengers. Okay, well, that's good. Dude, it'll have room for more.
0: Hopefully. Once you throw the engine out, you can fit a lot of stuff in there.
5: she gonna drive this thing like she's on the
1: flintstones yes 100 percent um uh, tina heads over to the drops
4: yes yep
1: uh and you you make your way over and uh uh once there um it's not hard to find old grotkika uh he's he's hurting gretchen's and sort of putting them to work uh gathering up mushrooms All right, you little grots, if you ain't got those mushrooms picked by the time I get back, I was eating you for lunch. Because the mushrooms was going to be the lunch. If you ain't picked them, I'll eat you instead. He turns around and sees you. Ah, Dana. Good. Hi. Welcome back.
4: I brought some food from the fancy dinner I went to. She pulls out some leftovers. That was she had in a pocket.
1: That's our girl. Hmm. Yeah. Did you offer them to him? Yes. Old could takes it in a big in a big orky paw, looks at it, sniffs it, shoves it's the hum- entire thing in his mouth. It's
4: humi food, so I don't mm. know. It's weird.
1: Mm. Kind of stringy.
4: Meh. Meh. Um, I wanted to ask, because you're real good at like you know, managing the grots and the squigs and the snotlings and everyone. But Cubies are weird.
1: Yeah, sounds about right.
4: They're like don't trust each other and there's all these secrets and don't tell this person that thing and don't tell that person this thing. It's very hard to keep in, 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 uh, in mind, uh, and I feel like if we get into a real bad fight, we've gotten into some fights, some pretty good fights, uh, they get really rattled by the good fights, uh, and I'm worried if we get into a real, a a really, really good fight, maybe the kind of fight where you don't maybe, uh, win it technically that they're gonna like all scatter and then
1: poof yeah that's the that's the big problem with Yumi's they don't think logical like this yeah they's, uh, they's all caught up with self-importance and rank and they don't they don't come in too many different sizes, so they've all got to measure who's most important by who's got the biggest hat. Mm. They don't know who the biggest person is, so they say, I's got the biggest hat, you's listen to me. Our... And then if the person next to them doesn't want to listen to them, they say, I's got the biggest shoulder pads, and you listen to me.
4: She has and... an eye patch.
1: Yeah, they've they's all got these symbols because nobody's
0: I have a big. a big hat
1: too. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's like proper big like orcs get. Orcs, we just follow whoever's the biggest.
3: Uh-huh. And
1: with Fumies, they's all arguing about rank and getting in each other's way and nobody knows who's in charge. Gotta argue back and forth. I's got the biggest hat. I's the important one. I's got people. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. blah. And when they's all arguing about who's in charge, orcs just come round and cropped the a lot. They's weird. They are. You's just got to figure out what they's measuring with. Figure out who's got that. And then keep reminding them who's got the measuring. If they's measuring with hats, Keep telling them who's got the big hat, so they remember that. Because they keep forgetting they ain't got no memory. Huh. Ain't logical. Hey. But. Uh, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Uh, dealt with a few enemies in my day. Typically, you can just threaten to eat them, and then they'll start listening You're good. True.
4: I don't think that helped, but thank you. It helped.
1: Glad to help. Anything I can do for you? How about a fungus beer?
4: Ah, yeah.
1: And he sort of reaches over, smacks a grot in the head, picks up a mug and hands it over to you.
4: Take a sip. Thanks. I gotta head back to my humies and make sure they're not dead yet. You do that. Bye. She'll wave as she heads back and that was basically after that she's gonna collect everyone and take the take the vehicle and some spare parts and head back to wherever we are meeting again at the bottom of an elevator or whatever.
1: you had not, you now have a ridge runner which is a pretty yes. good vehicle and can carry the majority of you
4: sweet first exactly. order of business is making sure it can carry all of us
1: yeah so i think it's literally one seat short uh yep. in, the, in the typical cargo capacity
4: i can put a thing on the back that someone can stand on right that'll be fine probably a little basket in the front i can put a basket in the front so we can sit in
1: there you go
4: that's beautiful okay that's my plan
1: if, you put, yeah,
0: a basket, Tina, you, if you, you put a basket in the front or like a sidecar on it, then I can get I can get like a force lance, and we can just like
4: a <laughs> oh, basket basket in the front. Yes, yeah. you don't want I, I, to the narrow. The problem with the other one was that it like got stuck in narrow streets. So I want like you you want to put make it longer rather than wider. Yeah. There are more than one there's more than one way to measure bigness It's what I'm saying <laughs> and I'd like to use that to get my wrath back it's sort of it's not about length it's about width <laughs> sometimes and sometimes it's the other way
3: yes you can it's very true statement that right there
1: wrath.
4: you're welcome it's a
1: very true statement <clears throat> so the three oh, yeah. of you reconvene. <laughs> Yep. Excellent. And unless there's any other conversation that needs to happen, uh, presumably you get in the vehicle and head and start heading back up. <clears throat> yep. Yep. <clears throat> Tina, go ahead and give me a piloting check. I just want to see how you start handling this vehicle.
4: Okay. I've been rolling a lot of complication dice. <laughs> so we'll see you have been hmm? yeah yeah uh-huh That's yes you have one. been i don't know
5: <laughs> have you rolled a single <laughs> s- single dice pool without a complication this session nope uh-uh nope i didn't think so okay just checking hmm?
1: aristarchus would you like to use your sacred machine oils <laughs> if i can yes <laughs> so i didn't know since i wasn't the one making the roll hmm. I'll, I'll allow it in this particular instance okay um and smoking so <laughs> tina like sits down and like you're pretty certain the driver's seat was not built for an orc Nope. Uh, and you're especially certain... not one
5: in full power armor <clears> that's <throat> yeah. uh, fair
1: and you're you're pretty certain you hear something in the drive shaft about to give way uh, and you just, like, very quickly reach out and start fiddling with things. Deo Mechanicus! <laughs> oh,
7: he's
5: muttering again.
1: And you, you prevent the vehicle from just completely collapsing under Tina. He'll box <laughs> Uh, but Tina hits the gas, and the vehicle takes off. Pretty good Ooh. speed, too. Sweet.
5: um remy it's one thing to see tina doing absolutely mad maneuvers in something that the tribe that she comes from has already had the head this is a perfectly good vehicle by itself why are we letting this happen
7: tell her it's not happening
5: I suppose I take your point. <clears throat>
7: Thank you. If someone's going to tell her it's going to be you, because it is not going to fucking be me.
5: I am a passable driver.
7: I'm a good driver, too. Tell her that's, that, that, that that's what needs to happen in this situation.
5: Mm-hmm. 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 Right, right. Nope. No, I understand. You're doing great. Lie back and think.
0: Thanks!
3: Of Mars. <sighs> Lie <laughs> back
0: and think of Mars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Lorowell. time has little meaning in the webway adjacent as it stands to the uh presence of the warp as a artificial passageway meant to create rigid structure within its confines so you're not certain how long you've been training with Ronan in the ways of the outcast or how much time is truly passed But when you emerge from the webway with your new attire and your new equipment on your person and ready to move again, your chronometer that has been keeping time in this world tells you that scarcely a few hours have gone by. How many sleep cycles has she experienced? At least a dozen. So to be fair, you can go a long time without sleep.
2: Pass and did did he exit with me, or did he just
1: yeah as you as you exit, Ronan steps out behind you so <clears throat> I take it that we are here to avert the shadow in the warp from devouring this world that you care so much for.
2: That is the plan.
1: I suppose I'll begin scouting then. You might want to find your friends.
2: That one is easier done than said. Hmm. And she will flip her Vox bead to she knows that Blair and Saris are Somewhere it is not advantageous for them to actually talk, so we'll flip it to contact uh Remy
1: Greg. The Remy, yep, your vox speed goes off. Hello, Remy. Remy. Hello.
2: I, I assume just chaos in the
1: background, noise-wise.
4: <laughs> loud, loud car noise.
1: The uh, sound of gravel being kicked up by heavy-duty tires.
3: Oh.
2: I ask where you are, but I'm afraid of the answer. Um, I have finished uh, what I set out to do, so it is best if I meet up with the rest of the group. Where are you currently headed. Hold on just a
7: second. Let me confirm, just because who the fuck knows, because Tina's driving. One moment. Tina, where are we going?
4: I wasn't going anywhere. I, I'm just going in, it's
7: just <laughs> That forward. explains why we've seen this same street seven times now.
4: Oh thought it
7: looked familiar dina do you know how to get to the elevators yes we always meet up yes you know how to get there without crashing into anything yes okay
4: i haven't crashed once this car
7: i know i'm just saying you might <laughs> have crashed once this car <laughs> i'm just saying you know how to get there by just following the roads and not having to take shortcut through buildings, right?
4: The shortcuts are faster.
7: No, the, the no sweetie, no. Um Okay, uh, Laurel, meet us at the at the elevator we always meet up at down in the underhive. Understood. We will be there. The vehicle might be. We'll find out.
2: Be safe. As you can. That is
7: certainly a thing that you can ask me to do. I am not at the wheel. Also, we're in the underhive. So am I. Now said. See you there. Sure. I right, disconnect. So we need to drive the roads and not take the shortcuts. All right. All
1: right.
4: I drive on the roads.
1: Tina. Tina very perp- very pointedly looks at a building she knows she could just tear through to get to where she's going faster, and then decides yeah. not to. All right.
3: It
7: was very specific about the term roads, too, because sidewalks are a thing.
1: So with that, sort of pivoting over back to the party, Saris, what are you up to? So I'm trying to,
0: through the conversation that I'm having with this uh, person, I say using the term loosely, um, uh trying to see if there's a way that I can steer him onto the topic of contacts that might be useful to me, implying that an inquisitorial agent would be useful to me.
3: Roll
1: persuasion. All right. Or cunning, whichever is better.
3: Uh,
0: persuasion is better. Um, do we have any glory yet? No. 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 No, just nine ruins. Sure it. don't. Yeah, I haven't been updating the ruin count. Oh, there we go. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's try that. I will spend a wrath to
1: reroll. I... Oh can that I spend somehow more worse. than
0: one wrath to re-roll?
1: You only re-roll each die once, unfortunately. Fuck. I got us to glory though. Yeah? Hey oh.
0: Can I spend that glory to
3: re-roll?
1: <laughs> and you can
0: spend it on an extra die. I'll uh, I'll I'll leave the two
1: successes. Hopefully right. that's enough. It wasn't hard. Um the uh, the conversation sort of meanders a bit between topics, uh, um, and uh, eventually, when you sort of get the question out about him, sort of you almost have to ask directly. I'm looking for an inquisitorial agent, uh, and he sort of yes, yes, yes. Um, last I'd heard, they had been there have been reports of an individual sort of using inquisitorial access to reach down into the underhive and gather information for a hunt of some kind on the base levels of the atmosphere of the of the of the city itself on the ground floor i imagine they're looking for some form of corruption or monstrous infestation that has taken root in the dreary underhive
0: yes indeed my uh master seeks to make connections with those that have that sort of authority uh, and was hoping that if there was someone of that kind on the state, on the on hive that we might be putting in contact with them such a Favour would certainly carry a very high reward value, should it pan out. I say, not explicitly saying that there's a reward in it, but implying that there might be.
3: Yeah.
1: There, I suppose it might be possible that I could contract one of our family's trackers to... bring you to the last known location of the individual... Honestly, even a
0: message uh, such as uh, giving a vox frequency to them would be more than sufficient. Should they then follow up on a contact?
1: I suspect, knowing inquisitorial types, that they're likely difficult to get a hold of via vox. And if they're on a hunt, I don't suspect they'll be in much the room for social maneuvering. I suspect you'll likely get the best environment if you can catch them in situ, as it were.
0: Perhaps then we should arrange something of an exploratory after the uh, Sometime tomorrow, perhaps. It'll certainly be arranged. I'll see what I can do about gathering the most recent known locations. I'll I'll give him my personal Vox Frequency, air quotes, Hmm. Uh, which is uh which if I if possible would be something that I could that I would be routing through Aristarchus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure.
2: Sure, why not?
0: Um, because that way he, I'm not giving him my person my actual personal box frequency. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I will I will continue the niceties until such a point as. I can do the thing he was doing where I can step away. Yeah. Um, you know, wish him a good time, him a long time, step away and then um because I was busy talking, my hope was that Blair would be able to get a better read on him as on like a person like personality aspect. Um so I'll I'll convene with her I'll step away and convene with her. Uh Blair, were you able to pick up anything on him?
6: would she have been able to get a good read on him she was watching him during the conversation
1: honestly what you're sort of picking up off of this guy is that he's very enthusiastic shall we say um he is very much reaching to be seen and uh taken for as he uh desires he's trying he's trying to build an image mm-hmm.
6: Uh, not too much. He's just he's trying to build a name for himself or an image of
0: sorts. At uh, a surface level as he felt then.
6: Yeah, he's not very deep. Uh, but uh, those yeah. those have their uses. Uh, the rest of the time during the conversation, uh, Blair was keeping an eye on um, gosh, what's her name, Naris?
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Nairis has been flitting throughout the the environment like a butterfly. Just like mm-hmm. people seem to trail around her, trying to get her attention for conversation. And there's almost always a solid wall of people between you and her.
0: Was there anyone else that you noticed, or anything else that you would like to follow up on while we're here before we uh, try to approach the governor?
6: She she glances in Nairis' direction. No, that. no let's let's approach the governor
0: would that be uh, i say also glancing in that direction pointedly for her would that be something you'd like to deal with another time perhaps
6: Mm. as i said i'm not going to make a scene here
0: no absolutely yeah but accidents happen
6: It'll be a little more than an accident with her. Be a little more obvious.
0: Just a soft smile, of course. Well then, let us see if our governor is in his spirits, uh, and I'll see if there's a way to if if a, if the governor seems to have gotten further along in his merrymaking and uh, if he's approachable now.
1: Yeah, and you make your way over, and the the governor seems to be in between conversations. You as you look around. You constantly see the dark hair and pale complexion of uh, of um, the head of House uh, Alenon sort of lurking in the background around the governor. But you do sense an opening to try and get a conversation. Do I
0: get the sense that House Alenon might be a better, might be a better vector to go through than
1: directly to the governor for business deals like the kind you're looking for? Probably not. Like the governor literally has the final say on things. It's Got just it. a matter of getting his ear bent.
0: So yeah. So then I will, I will approach the governor with all the with all the bearing and authority of a rogue trader's envoy.
1: Yes. As so he looks up sort of espies your banner for a second, tries to put it together in his head, and with the amount of skill that he does have as a planetary governor, seems to recognize it. Ah, yes. Rogue trader envoys from the famed Eckhart. How can I assist you today? Also, would he...
0: I know you had described him as pale. Is he the same kind of pale that I am, like Earthborn pale, or no? He is I-don't-see-a-lot-of-sun pale on a planet gotcha. that does have a sun. Gotcha um would he would, uh, out of curiosity would the earthborn pale and like gray-eyed nature of my own complexion be a thing that would give me
1: advantage in this crowd or no if any of them knew what terran people looked like maybe okay but uh-huh. you are nowhere near terra in the galaxy
0: yeah but i don't get a sense that any of these people are familiar with what holy terrans look like okay
1: not really We doubt any of them have ever made pilgrimage to Holy Terra. Except maybe some of the people from, like, House Thoburn. Gotcha.
0: So, yeah, so I will uh, uh, offer a hand. Governor, uh, what was was it? Governor what was it? Uh, Governor Loric Ferrum. Governor Ferrum. Sarah Sartinos, envoy to Kuzuda Eckhart. At your pleasure. It is indeed a pleasure. What do I owe the honor? Well, uh, my... Master has an interest on the planet and sent me to investigate a few potential opportunities and while I was here, uh request that I get in contact with you regarding a potentially profitable mutual acquaintance. Uh we wished to potentially set up a meeting if you might be uh if you might be oh what's the fucking word I'm, like, I'm trying to look for Aminable What? Amenable. If you might be amenable to a potentially incredibly lucrative opportunity.
1: Ah, broke traders always thinking of the profit of their family and the
0: Imperium. All glory to the Empire and their economy.
1: Well, I could certainly be convinced. Pray tell who are these individuals you wished me to speak with. What was the name of
0: the... the, uh... The actual kinfolk-like
1: legion or whatever? Uh, Kindred of the Doomed. Uh,
0: there is a merchant vessel on planet uh, from the Kindred of the Doomed, if you're familiar at all with
1: the Leagues of Wotan. Mm. Mysterious abhumans from further into the galaxy. Yes, Indeed. I've heard of their ilk. Well,
0: suspicious suspicious lots. I find them to be quite uh, friendly once you get to know them. They happen to be in possession of technology that would be of great benefit to any who could make them. A, who could make an ally of them? It would be something that would bolster uh, the military prowess of just about any organization, and obviously would uh, upon the sale and uh, resale of these items. Bolster the coffers of just about any who would be wise enough to see the opportunity for what it is. And my master seems to think that you are just the sort of governor to be wise enough to see such an opportunity.
1: As you're buttering this man up, roll me a persuasion check.
0: Look, I am well aware.
1: Five. There you go. That's, That's plenty. So as you as you speak to this, he seems to be nodding a little bit. Very well, I suppose. If nothing else, I can grant these kindred an audience and see what it is they offer and what they're looking for in return. Indeed,
0: uh, if you like, I have I have a frequency. I can set up a meeting for whenever you would find it most acceptable.
1: Very well, I will. We shall trade information and prepare this meeting. Of course,
0: I'll give him. I'll give him my again my personal vox my my personal vox frequency, which goes through Aristarchus, um, uh, as a uh, as a means of contacting me when he has a time available. If he doesn't have one available now,
1: hey, you you the two of you take a while to set up uh, a meeting request that you can then forward on to Ema. Yeah. Okay. Um, but with that, we're going to fast forward a little bit. Um, as you've sort of gotten a lot of the information that you're going to out of this party.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Whoever this inquisitorial agent is, they're probably somewhere in the Underhive, probably hunting down the same gene stealer as you are. Uh, you'll Shit, it's them. naff! <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll probably find uh, their trail somewhere in the vicinity of where you're looking for your enemy. Um, with that said, As you make your way out, uh, you get a message from Inquisitor Eckhart uh, stating that his ship has docked at the planet and he would like to speak with you. We're going to condense some time down here um, as several of you are going to be gathering together over the next few hours. Uh, But a couple of you, have things to retrieve. Uh, Aristarchus, you need to install a mechadendrite. Yep. Uh, And, Remy, did you pick your ascension package already? I
7: certainly did not. Did you think I was going to do anything related to advancement anytime soon?
1: That's fair. I don't know. (laughs) When you do, let me know, and we'll handle that. So I think actually the only people that need to finish off their ascension is Remy or is uh, is uh, at the moment is Aristarchus needs to get his mechadendrite and Saris needs to ascend her archetype. Ugh. So we'll start but, yeah. there. Okay. Uh Aristarchus over the next few hours after everyone has gathered together, uh you will have split off at some point to attend the Medicae Primaris. Uh, to see about the installation of your new mechadendri. Uh, as you 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 approach Magos Vita Alpha 9 as she looks up as you approach. Ah, Aristarchus, I see you've arrived for your latest mechanical upgrade. Yes, mom. Ah
5: uh, given my work with uh, uh representative from uh, Road Trade Aircut, and the uh, nature of uh, learning more and uh, being uh, more cognizant of the nuances of infrastructure in the under which, of course, forms the foundation for the mid and upper spires, to which we are devoted in our support of, uh, I felt it would be proper, for me to uh, increase my capacity to diagnose and discern problems before they arise. And basically, this is his argument for getting an optical (laughs) mechadendrite. Yep.
3: Uh,
1: Very well. We will see to your mechanical upgrade as you strip away the weakness of the flesh and replace it with the certitude... And holy sanctity of iron. Very yes, well. mom. Join me in the operating theater. And, and he'll, we shall go, he'll go begin.
5: He'll go ritually prepare.
1: And sometime later. Um,
5: Aristarchus's will... Aristarchus's uh general practice is he actively divests himself of his robes. Um and just basically strips down to his small clothes and his obvious implants, which he can't really take off uh in order to uh to sort of mentally prepare himself uh for taking one step further away from the confines of the flesh,
1: so a mostly naked, scrawny but surprisingly built stature from the amount of mechanical implants that require to be carried upon the flesh. Uh, Aristarchus makes his way into the operating theater, and some hours later will emerge with a second mechanical tendril emerging from the opposite shoulder of the first. Yep. This one, on its end, bears a series of sensory nodes and equipment designed to help scan the surroundings. as you have acquired your optical mechadendrite. Meanwhile, before rejoining everyone else, Saris, you adjourn to the orbital platform.
0: I would have let Blair know that she could continue down to meet up with the others while I Mm -hmm. go to uh, handle some business.
6: (laughs) Yep, she would have.
1: And I will head up to the ship. So, uh you make your way up and you find that Eckhart's ship is docked in orbit. Uh getting refueled, and you make your way aboard up once to I'm the a, command. I oh. said once I'm aboard,
0: the eye patch come, the eye patch and the hat come off. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you make your way to the command, to the command chamber at the head of the ship, which is a long journey, even with the elevators and, and transport shuttles and transport that exist. Uh, and there, standing, facing away from you, looking over the uh, hololithic map of the planet. Is the golden and crimson armored figure of Inquisitor Gerfried Eckhart? His massive blade sheathed on his back, his staff in his right hand as he pours over the planetary uh, readout.
0: Inquisitorial acolyte Saras Artinos reporting.
1: And the figure sort of stands up straighter, and you see the mid, like neck length graying hair. Uh, as he sort of turns and looks across, you see the one cybernetic eye sort of look you up and down, his bearded face, pan of skin looks across. Ah, welcome back, inquisitorial acolyte, Cetusautinos. It is time that I prepared you for the next step of this investigation. He sort of steps forward, the clack of both of his both his boots and his staff on the steel floor of his ship echoing loudly as if a toll of a bell. You have acted dutifully alone, separated from my cadre without guidance for some time in your pursuit of this danger and the dangers have only grown. As such, your responsibility and the rank that goes with it will grow with you. You have proven yourself worthy time and again, both in controlling your psychic abilities and in rooting out the enemies of mankind. Your performance in this task has proven to me that you are ready to step above The common chaff of my cadre and into the ranks of the inquisition proper to this end i announce you as my student you will be my interrogator you will find and root out all that is the enemy of the imperium in the name of the god emperor and in my service You will be the Emperor's holy wrath.
0: Just a prolonged silence as she very obviously is trying to figure out what to say before settling on as you command, my master.
1: Very well. As another as he waves and a servitor comes over carrying a stack of equipment, you will find the vestments of your office presented within, including your new inquisitorial sigil. You will find the pure gold icon of an interrogator within. It is not quite the black of a true Inquisitor. For that, I must see your performance grow. I must see you undertake yet more. When I have deemed you ready and I have the backing of other Inquisitors, then you may one day be welcomed as a full-fledged member of the Inquisition. But for now, you are my student and that in- and you carry the responsibility And the import of that rank. Now. I'm afraid I don't have... I'm afraid there is little time for formalities. The enemy you hunt is dangerous. And the enemy that has arisen aside them, even more so. Your current task is to link up with the inquisitorial agent on planet. Eliminate the gene-stealer threat. And from there, continue your mission.
0: Uh she'll peel the uh the the silver uh uh Rosarius off of the uh um off of her eye patch. Grab the I'm assuming it's larger. <laughs> golden yeah, it's larger and gold. Yeah. Hang it around her neck and then tuck it into her uh outfit. Um just sort of pick up the rest, strapping the sword onto her, onto her hip. Um, looking at the robe, do these robes look like they're very obviously inquisitorial robes?
1: Uh, yes. Well, to be f- they, the outfit is um, like, a series of like red and gold robes, um, but the boots have like the skulls emblazoned on the right. on the pads, and the gloves have the inquisitorial symbol on the on the wrist or on the forearm. As the gloves sort of reach, reach up like about almost elbow length, but they have the inquisitorial symbol stamped on the on the back of the of the forearm bit, um, and there is the the aquila is sewn into the chest right. and so on. This is very much the symbol of it. This is very much the attire of an imperial agent of Hyran Right.
0: Permission to speak, Master. Granted. Am I to take it by these vestments that I am no longer to be working under the guise of a rogue trader envoy?
1: I leave that at your discretion. Do you, if you wish to cast off disguises and act openly as a member of the Inquisition, that is to your judgment. Should you wish to maintain your cover? You are welcome to do so as well.
0: Do you think about it for a moment? The cover has served its purpose. I feel there will be there will come soon come a time where it will no longer be useful, but until that point I would like to maintain it.
1: Very well. Keep the vestments until you need them. So nod,
0: sort of fold them neatly. Is there anything else, Master? Shall I, shall I return to the duty?
1: That will be all. Continue and go in the Emperor's light.
0: Nod. Put the eye patch back on, even though it no longer has the Rosarius on it. Um. Hmm. Bow, and then turn sharply and walk out. Stopping at uh, an armory on ship to actually adjust and equip her things in such a way that she can still maintain her disguise but doesn't have to carry around an obvious bundle of gear. Yeah. <laughs> um this would have my focus the um reflector field and the sword in it. Yep. Okay. So adjust adapt head out.
1: eventually the group of you all reconvene uh i'm going to assume at likely a uh cavern or a pub nearby the the elevator for everyone to sort of gather in a place that is sort of inconspicuous Sounds that like sense, I, I think <laughs> Uh, for those of our group who have not seen her in this outfit before, what does Laurel well look like when she arrives to the group?
2: So, Laurel well is wearing a very stylized armor made of copper and gems. Um, a very obvious stone straight in her chest. Um, the armor replaced the green and uh, oranges of her um, past outfits uh, forsaken for blacks and browns. The only real bit of her original outfit is a deep, deep, almost black emerald coat, or er, cloak. Uh, she has a a mask on covering her nose and mouth. Uh, the hood is drawn up. Uh, a very Deadly-looking rifle strapped to her back, the two swords hanging from her hip, and the the ever-present green eye.
1: Yep.
4: Ooh, shiny!
1: You now actually have two shuriken pistols too, if you want the dual wheel pistols. <laughs> yep. Not to
2: Laurel.
6: I like the new look.
2: Thank you. It was time for a uh, change in path.
1: And again, Laurel, you feel like it's been at least a year that you've been training and these people don't look more than a few they don't look literally even a few hours older. Hmm. To be fair, you don't look a day older to any of them because you're Eldar.
3: So
2: I've been gone for roughly a year. What what have I missed?
1: Blank. Uh,
0: Sorry, what's that? Mm, you've been gone for a few
2: hours, Laurel.
4: Yeah. I got a new vehicle. Just like that.
3: Is this another
2: one of the uh, Orc trucks?
4: No. no. This is a This is an imperial vehicle that the orcs acquired, and now I have it. It runs great. Aristarchus did something to the steering wheel.
2: I'm sure that's not going to come back to uh, haunt any of us. Um, Absolutely not.
0: Mm. I do give Starkus like a raised eyebrow (laughs) Uh,
3: Apologies Uh,
5: It was uh, the the drive shaft was about to uh, go uh, wibbly on us and fortunately I was able to defray that from actually happening so you're welcome everyone I suppose
4: It runs great I need to add a basket on the front so I'll you can fit, but.
7: So we are just moving past this year thing then and just not commenting or being confused. Or is that just me? Am I the only one confused by this?
4: No, I'm also confused.
0: No, you're not the other one confused, but.
4: But I'm frequently confused, so.
2: There is a. How best do I explain this? There's a space between space. Not necessarily the warp. I would never willingly travel into that.
4: So the gap...
2: Yes, it's really where you know. Know all of your clothing needs. Yeah, uh,
7: uh-huh.
2: I mean, many people
5: have
7: A gap, and it
3: feels like all you
7: know.
5: of you should be ashamed of yourself.
7: <laughs> Wait a minute, hold, hold the, hold up the phone there. How many puns do you support?
5: <laughs> oh, I support good ones. Hmm. <laughs> You have supported some pretty shitty puns. (laughs) Only when I make them.
2: Uh, Time works differently in the web ways. Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? Trust me, I was as surprised as you. So how's your year been? It has been a lot of training, uh, basically every single day.
6: From you should
4: take another gap year. <laughs> Goddamn it, Marla!
7: Fucking motherfucker!
3: God, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs>
4: Yeah. a little bit of vacation in there.
3: Uh,
2: vacation uh, is not how I would describe it. The other noticeable thing as she pulls her hood back is the other ear is now knocked.
3: Yeah.
4: So are you ready to get into a fight now then?
2: More than anything. Cool. No, I don't just mean any fight. We are going to end this conflict as best we can and as quickly as we can. What did you you all learn?
4: Well, good news on that. Uh, There's... uh... As I find my notes, we um, know where, where was... we
7: know where the mutants are. They're in a radiation heavy area.
4: Tunnels underneath the, the ground.
2: That's almost so smart, it makes me angry.
0: Well, um, I've determined that the inquisitorial agent that is hunting them is likely going to be found around the area where they are, so knowing that is going to be helpful. Uh, I've also managed to establish, uh, to set up a meeting with our kinfolk allies, with the planetary governor, thus our end of that particular bargain has been fulfilled, and we should be able to acquire our equipment from them.
4: Sweet. Oh, and the Orc tribe is ready. Also two crumps, thanks.
0: Also, uh, due to the ongoing efforts of our cadre here and to my own experiences on the field, I have been received something of a promotion, she says, uh, just sort of uh briefly pulling from her uh from her coat the the golden inquisitorial rosette before putting it back i have a bit more authority now than i did before does that mean we're getting paid more yes nice hat thank you like how much more
7: I was legitimately joking. I didn't remember us being paid.
6: So, oh, Blair's getting paid. I've already quite... paid you. Uh,
0: I will. Uh, I will spout out an additional sum equivalent. You know that that is seems reasonable for the increase in uh, importance.
1: Yes. All right. It is, a... it is a it is a healthy stipend that will let you live comfortably off of it. Generally.
0: Fair enough. My official
7: title
1: I...
0: now is Interrogator, so if that ever becomes relevant.
5: Sure. I have a feeling that will be somewhat relevant at somewhere along the line. You know, like once we have Master Tycho in some level of restraints.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. For now, the uh, disguise of a rogue trader envoy is still in place, though. That disguise does not have... Though that disguise does have an end date sometime in the near future.
4: Wait, I have a question.
0: End date, how and why? Well, it has been particularly useful so far, but now my authority as an interrogator exceeds the authority that I would have as an... In, as a Rogue Trader Envoy, so... Probably, sure. When that becomes relevant is when the disguise will most likely be dropped.
7: But there are other value beyond...
0: There are, which is
7: why it's maintaining the disguise for now. Yeah. All right. You're saying the second that it becomes interrogators down here, the the temperature is going to change dramatically.
0: Oh, Absolutely.
4: Are we not killing Tycho? We are. Okay. Because mm. there were restraints and that's
0: We will gather what information different. we have out of him before we kill him,
1: if possible.
0: But he will be dying. Ooh.
1: Laura will we'll
2: sit up a little straighter and look at Ceres and Jenea. My
0: objective is still to rescue, if possible.
7: Impossible yet, yet. What was that, Jerry? I said it's not impossible yet. Right.
0: Yet. <laughs> I have made arrangements for a pla- if we need it a place where we can take her that will assist in alleviating really alleviate, what? Sorry. Okay. They will assist in alleviating the pressure of the warp on her mind into such a degree that we may be able to walk her back from any poor decisions she may have already made. If we are to stand a chance at bringing her back as opposed to her being lost forever it is most likely the best place for it. But that will require us to capture her first, so... That is...
7: Firmly above my pay grade, and thus above my level
0: of giving a shit, so... Fair enough. But... Our Inquisitorial ally will be located at some point below uh, in in the same vicinity that you have determined to be the hiding place for these enemies.
2: Yes, allies. Uh, Roland not only taught me, uh, but has agreed to help.
0: Very good. And we have the assistance of the Tinker tribe as well. I suspect then you said that the... uh, Gene sealers are hiding out in an irradiated area.
4: Uh, tunnels with a uh, metal door with uh, some tech things around it. So maybe it's locked. Uh...
5: Radiation warnings by all accounts. Hmm.
0: Then our next stop should be to the folk to see about aqu- acquiring the protections that we seek. Those on the armors we requisitioned at the very least should be some assistance in that. Uh, Aristarchus, is there any additional assistance we could get for radiation protection from the Mechanicus?
5: I can certainly inquire. Hmm.
7: That don't require mechanical upgrades to us.
5: Or frankly, biological
7: (laughs) upgrades to us.
5: Right, yeah, you know, you don't want somebody to give you lead-lined epidermis or something like that, is what you're saying. Right. Be difficult anyway, with the density and the flexibility, plus you have to worry about toxic leakage and infiltration. You know, it's much easier if we just get rid of all of the Earth biologics entirely, but I understand that's not really your your flavor, Remy. I'm getting there. Focus. <laughs>
2: Loroel is going to reach up tap All right. and
3: tap
2: uh, and call Ima. Ah, Loroel, it's Ima. How can I help you? Good to hear from you. You well. We have an update. Uh, are you
1: able to meet? Uh, certainly. Do you want to meet down in the Hive City or do you want to come up to my ship?
2: Uh, We would be coming to you.
1: Alright. I take it you got an update for me then on the uh, request to put through.
0: I thought I already let her know based on the conversation that I had previously. Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I take it that you're uh, going to collect on your reward for a job well done.
2: That would be the uh, that would be the goal. Also an additional talk that I feel we need to have. I look forward to it. Uh, perhaps two.
1: Fair enough. Well, I'll wait for you here then. She will
2: disconnect. It occurs to me that they are exceptional fighters and would be a fantastic ally on the front lines.
0: I don't know that we are going to need that many bodies in one location. But that's a good thought. She says, "She says, indicating towards Tina, and <laughs> the implication of the number of orcs that, that implies." <laughs> I mean,
7: like it really seems rude to uh, add a lot more people and just take a lot of the orcs' fun away. Yes. Like if we just let them go first, we clean
1: up what's left. To be fair, the orcs will get in a fight with whoever's there. Like you know, if you send other people in, in there, yeah, they're in, just gonna
4: know. get in
6: fights with their allies. Exactly.
1: That's exactly. that. That's what. That's what. What Remy's trying
7: to avoid.
0: That's what Remy and Sarah are both trying to
6: avoid.
7: It's not, a, it's <laughs> not a bad
6: thing,
1: as
7: far as the orcs are concerned. No, we're we're, we're just a we are
0: appointing the
7: orcs the the orcs are for lack of a nicer way to put it our cannon fodder <laughs> remy doesn't
0: say that they are vanguard
7: um yep yep that's definitely the word no yep. they, remy doesn't say any of that
0: for once remy and sarah are on the same page <laughs> right <laughs> It would be
7: really rude of us to take to, to to take their targets away, to take their fun away. So we just send them in and then we go in after once they're done.
4: That's a good plan. It's usually not good to get in the
5: way of the tactics.
0: No. <laughs> Let's go on ourselves. And repair.
5: So, Shani, as I'm seeing it in the books, the only thing that says it's armor that functions as radiation shielding as well is the Skitariotokuras, which is fortunately what Aristarchus has. Uh, I'm not seeing anything listed in terms of actual hardware that covers radiation shielding. Um, I could see potentially if he could uh, requisition an Infraviser which basically lets me um, visually detect high levels of radiation in my immediate environment and hopefully help us avoid the worst
1: bits. Mm. That is certainly a thing you could look for. You can, okay. you, can you can ask around with the mechanics and see what they have on offer. Sounds good. That's where he's headed, though.
5: Well, uh, if you lot are going to go uh, speak with the Doomkin, uh, then I will uh, pop on down to the manufacturer Ferrum. And uh, see what sort of things the uh, techsmiths have on hand that might be helpful to us.
0: Um, weren't you getting uh, an augment- an installed by the kin? I already got that. Mm. He's oh, yeah. got an extra oh, little no, tentacle. You, you no, know,
1: you were also going to get the uh, the cord claw and injector hand. Oh, that's right.
3: Mm. Uh,
5: the injector hand was one thing that he was that he had been talking about. Was that? part of the uh agreement was that yes. we yeah okay then yeah uh after i get my uh, pokey bits
2: lorowell is going to stand up walk over to the bar set down enough crowns for their strongest drink and just down it
6: <clears throat> do you want any company doing that airstar just-
5: Uh, well, I don't suppose it'd be too problematic, but if you'd like to come along, I'm always appreciative of the company. All right. So we'll uh, stop in to talk to kinfolk first, and then <coughs> any who wants can uh, drop by the manufacturing with me. And uh, oh, as Laurel goes to the bar, you see Aristarchus's tentacle just follow and watch her. <laughs> All
3: right,
0: let's head up.
4: Yep, as um, again, with my name on it,
0: literally. Yes. We'll see. On the way up, I will uh, check with Laurel. Do you, having been gone for so long, do you still have the stone I lent you?
2: She will reach into her pocket and just show it.
0: Good. Just want to make sure.
1: You recall that Ronan spent several nights pouring over that stone as you uh, as you were training.
2: Ronan spent a great deal of time with it. Interesting. Did he
1: inform me what he learned or No, he seems to have been relatively quiet about it.
2: Um, As he is prone to do, he did not actually tell me what he learned or figured out. uh, Which means he's probably sussed out exactly uh, any of the secrets behind it. But will refuse to tell me as is our relationship.
0: Well, I'd be fascinated to know if there are secrets behind
3: it.
2: He might open up to you. Uh, He and I are Different. Exiles.
3: So.
1: All of you head up to the suborbital landing platform. And uh, make your way to the ship of Imahudi and the uh, Kindred of the Doom. As you as you board, uh Ima and uh Ragnar the uh the quartermaster sort of greet the greet group of you. Ah, welcome back aboard. We've got your equipment ready for you to pick up and uh, ready to claim as your reward. Also, uh our uh our um Yeah our Broker is ready to uh install your fancy new hands uh hog boy
5: oh very good definitely look forward to that mm. what do
4: they do with your old hands
5: that's a very good question hopefully i'll get to take them home with me mm.
3: that'd be cool, cool
1: typically we'd incinerate the the remainder but if you want to take them that's just we don't have to we don't have to waste the time doing that so All right so we acquire
0: equipment whose stats we will probably need
1: you do have the pdf that i have put together for yes
5: get stuff
1: hell yeah
5: is it in is, is it pinned uh, in the ones crew? Uh, and is the uh, is the, the cord claw and injector hand are those two separate ones or are they both incorporated into one?
1: It's both it's one hand has been replaced. Uh, okay. Hmm. It is a cord claw that also functions as a second Medicaid mechadendrite.
5: Dope.
7: It is it hmm. is an
1: additional plus one to your Medicaid tests and also can be used to inject toxin sedatives and stimulants as a simple action.
5: Hell yes
0: it's not a it's not a pdf it's a doc yeah but, it, it's yeah. a doc
1: yeah the, the the leagues of votan homebrew is in the homebrew folder in the Google drive link uh, and yeah so you uh aristarchus you are you are brought into a side room uh, where a uh helmeted votan individual um just sort of indicates for you to lay down on the slab. He leaves his robes on for this one. Yeah, <laughs> And you are, over the course of a little while, faster than you would normally expect, uh, have your uh, left or right hand? Left. Have your left hand. Uh, left. Significant portions of the flesh are removed. And replaced with bits of metal and iron Uh, and it now has razor sharp needle-like fingers that can be used to both just physically aggress people and also used for injection and medical work oh yeah your fingers is like a combination scalpel and needle
5: wondrous i'm edward scissor hands but functional basically and only on the left side that
1: is a very fine piece of work (laughs) <laughs> of of note, uh, an extra bit of trickery that the mechanicus wouldn't typically bother with, just for ostentation. Uh, it actually looks like a regular, like non special augmetic hand, and then with uh, a little bit of a mental impulse, the fingers open up to reveal the in the the hidden oh, nice. blades on the interior.
5: Well, that's fantastic. Mm,
1: very cloak and
5: dagger, almost one might say. Mm. Or, you know, when you need to hold something and not cut it open. I suppose that is something that might be still helpful to be able to do, yeah. Multi-functional. Very impressive. Appreciate the work. Mm. Of course. And uh, he'll get himself situated and start... It, honestly, he's for the next like half hour he's just gonna be practicing like a kid with a new toy. Fingers open, fingers closed. Fingers open, fingers closed. <laughs> Do
0: we have a list of all the stuff that we got? Because I don't seem to have written it down anywhere.
1: Uh I know you had a bolt revolver. Um you had the uh bolt shotgun. Yeah, we were getting the shotgun
0: for Blair.
1: Uh, you had you had a bolt revolver, bolt shotgun, and bolt cannon. The bolt cannon is the one for Tina. Yeah,
2: um, I believe the bolt revolver was for Remy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. then mm-hmm. the Adakarn plasma pistol, which was for me, for for Saris. Uh, and then you already have the two plasma swords for Lorel.
6: There was an axe. That yes, Blair there wanted. was the
1: heavy, heavy plasma axe for <laughs> for, for Blair, Blair as well.
0: well. Um, and then I had a custom uh, force plasma sword.
1: Yes, which And is... we had armor
0: for me and Blair.
1: Yes, and also two. Yeah, two kin void armors that had
0: been fitted for me and Blair.
1: Yes, uh, and the. The plasma four sword is the equivalent of a four sword with the following modifications. Let me pull up the four sword real quick. Or rulebook weapons. Uh, there is more gear. There is more gear. Weapons. Force weapons. Is the equivalent of a four sword.
0: In void armor, right? Can void armor, yes.
1: Can void armor, yeah. which will increase your strength by one while well worn. Yeah, and, and also make you able to carry head weapons without issue.
0: Um, it'll also, it being void like a void suit, it'll protect from radiation too, won't it? To a certain extent, yes, yeah. Yeah, because the the item in the uh, uh Jack, the item that says it protects against radiation is the void suit.
5: Gotcha, um, okay. Yeah. Uh and yeah,
1: so it is it is a it is a four sword um that has an additional uh an additional one damage E D and AP. So,
0: 6 damage, 5 ED, 4 AP.
1: Yeah.
2: Cool. I just realized Loroelle has a second Void Suit that she can give to someone. So, that'll be a discussion. Alright.
0: Does it have any additional um, keywords other than force and parry?
1: Uh, it also has the uh, no no additional traits. No, it has force and parry. Oh. Has force Inquisition adeptus. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it yeah, also yeah. has the kin keyword on top of everything. Yeah,
0: gotcha. All right, and let's see. The void armor gives us AR four powered one.
1: It also has the void armor trait, which reduces all AP coming at you by one. Nice. And can be sealed for vacuum environments.
0: And powered one means it increases our strength by one while we're wearing it.
1: Yep. And the fact that it has the powered trait also means that you can ignore the heavy trait on Weapons.
3: Right. All
2: right. Before the group goes, actually, while the group is getting the actual stuff, Laura is going to ask Ema uh, if they can speak in private.
1: Yep. Or well, correction. You are not knocked prone when you roll a complication when firing an unsecured heavy weapon. It's right. what the power trait does. Because normally if you fire a heavy weapon unsecured and you roll a complication, you're knocked on your ass. But yes. Emo will walk you to a private room.
2: Oh. What do you have in mind?
1: How is she situated? Uh, she has walked into what is essentially, um, like basically she's walked into the cockpit, um, and uh is sort of like grabbed a chair off to the side, just sort of spun it around and sat down.
2: Laura, will take a seat. It has not been long since you and I last spoke. Physically, I have been in. Are you familiar
1: with the concept of the web world? Ah, yes, I've spoken to a few Eldar about the webway and its myriad passages in the strange flow of time.
2: I've been gone for roughly a year. Or it feels like that, at least.
1: That sounds about right.
2: And, uh, while I was gone, I had a lot of time to think. Not much else to do when you're practicing combat forms for 12 hours a day. And, uh... There's something I forgot uh, on our first meeting. Oh. And in a very... Laura will not move her full speed, but fairly quick movement. Just sort of stand, bring Ema to a standing position. Which is much her. shorter
1: than you. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Uh, and then
1: lean to kiss her. Mm-hmm. And she look looks up and leans into it for a minute. Uh you can feel the strength of her arms, which are much thicker than yours, sort of pulling you in, in a embrace that is not quite crushing and is more comforting. Um, and after a moment she pulls back. I
3: was
1: wondering when you were going to do that. Laura
2: Well will smile when we're done saving the planet
1: perhaps it's best we have a talk about this I'm sure I'm sure the Eldar have all sorts of interesting ideas of what uh, two people spending time together is like see that's the thing
2: You'll notice uh, my attire has changed.
1: As I have. It's it's it.
2: Thank you. There is a path, a life path my people rarely take. Especially since there's such loyalty and bloodlines and... keeping the Aldari... conformed. I have shaken off the shackles of the traditions and the thoughts of my people. I walk in exile entirely by my own choice.
3: So, And I,
1: and I take it that this path of exile doesn't really have much in the way of limitations on who you're to interact with other than maybe don't go near your own people unless they need you. You are sharp. Well, I look forward to that conversation.
2: Good. Don't die between then and now.
1: Oh, I've got no intention of it. You're far too interesting.
2: She will kiss her one more time. And
1: then we'll leave without saying anything else. You feel the, like, it's probably half joking and half, and half just meant to tease you. You, you feel a stern smack in your lower back as you walk out. I'll get you back for that one. (laughs) I'm sure you will. And as you leave, to go rejoin your group that is gathering their new equipment. That is where we will end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody! Bye. Bye! Bye! Goodbye!